Welcome to another edition of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Elio Canella, along with the man, Zoe's Pearson Barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you surviving? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. If I didn't have um, this podcast to prep for and uh, a few other podcasts that I like, and and my workout regimen, I I mean I I would just be going absolutely insane. This is a, I mean I'm going stir crazy as it is. Now let me ask you a question. But, what? Sorry, go on. But if if I didn't have you know those things, I I mean I would just be off the walls. Now let me ask you this: What do you listen to? Like what podcasts? Um, I like uh, Off the Script with uh, JD from NY206. So, are, 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 I'm sorry, are these wrestling podcasts? Yes. Okay, because if you're if you want music, uh, I listen to one called uh, Greatest Albums. Yeah, well, I I definitely should check that out because I'm a I'm a music junkie. I listen yeah. to uh, I li- I can listen to Spotify like. Four or five hours a day. Yeah, so this one is called Great Albums. The the great albums actually. Okay, cool. And plus I plus I kinda discovered a band that for some reason I never knew existed. Oh. When when they're right up my alley. So And that was it was this. Um Trivium. They're a heavy Yeah, I know Trivium, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I never knew they existed and then I uh I saw on um, on uh, Twitter that they had released two of two of the singles from their upcoming album. Oh, so yeah. I've, I've been binging on those, and then I and then I'm I'm kind of slowly going back into like their entire catalog because how I miss these motherfuckers. I'll never be able to figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, you see, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd because every time Judas comes on, every time Fozzie's Judas <laughs> comes on, and you hear Chris Jericho saying, you are beautiful on the inside, I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies, he's waving, he's waving his phone around like a, like a firefly from a... Uh, the cool version of Bray Wyatt. I'm like, I'm like, I'm such a nerd, but I like Fozzie. They're cool. They have a cool uh, Yeah, and I, you know what? I have to go back and kind of, um, kind of revisit their catalog too, because yeah, everybody likes, um, likes Judas. I mean, that's that's a given. I mean, that's a classic. But um, one of one another one of their songs that I have on my uh, playlist, and I forget which album this came from, uh, is? was uh, was Sandpaper. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, from Enemy, two thousand five. No, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not. It's uh, it's from. It's I believe the one after that. I can't think of the title of the album offhand, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, him him partnering up with M Shadows, that's a that's a match being heaven right there. Now actually, um Fuzzy's supposed to have a new CD coming out because they have a new single out. Um yeah, I, I haven't caught it yet, so I'll have to I'll yeah, have to look it, it's up. it's called Nowhere to Run. It's their new single and their CD is called 2020. So Okay, okay uh, okay, uh 
that gives me something to look forward to. Okay, so Sandpaper, actually, yeah, that comes off of uh, their 2012 CD, uh, Sin and Bones. Oh, well, I um, I didn't think it was as recent as 2012, but that's, yeah. that's interesting. All God, right. Maybe, maybe I'm older than I thought I was. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All, All right. right, so I want to say we get into a bit of wrestling, or what? What bit is left out there? What? What little wrestling there is? Oh yes. my god! Um, this WrestleMania is going to be a disaster. Yeah, I, I I would agree, and um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you our um full predictions for that. Um, that would be the next the show. Actually, uh, she. We can do that. Well, no, oh, no, wait, no, wait. We can't do that because it's on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Right. So it's gonna, um, it's unless, gonna, we, unless we jump on next Friday. Well, um, actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's give them uh, tonight because I have a feeling that there's going to be some more news coming before um, before Friday. So okay. I want to. All right. Okay. All right. I want to. I want to keep the. The podcast uh, for next week as fresh as possible. So okay. um, we're gonna. Plus, we have our you know WrestleMania review. Yeah. Now, okay. uh, now I'll go ahead and ask you this on the air because I was curious because I forgot. Um, do you want to uh, review? Um, do you want to do two nights of WrestleMania review, or do you want to do them all on uh, on Sunday? What do you mean on Sunday? All on Sunday? You mean Saturday? Because well, yeah, I know, but but WrestleMania oh, is right, uh, yes. Saturday um, and Sunday. Um, so. You know what? I'm wondering if we. I think uh, next week we can just take that week off because uh, it's going to be two nights of WrestleMania. So we can just uh, cover next week's uh, show. Next week's uh, 36. In quotes. Yeah, yeah. I think we can save the uh, WrestleMania hit our retro reviews uh, for the week following week when there's really nothing else, nothing there. Because okay. that's gonna give us even longer <laughs> of a show, and we're gonna go until like one a.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, we can do that. All right, so let's uh, get into this with our review of Monday Night Raw. A total of three matches. <coughs> Which in and of itself is surprising. So we had the team of Andrade and Angel Garza defeating Cedric Alexander and Rick Shades. Uh, interesting how we get Cedric Alexander back on television. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, every time he's going to lose, I just get pissed off. Yeah. Because every, every time he's in the ring now, I just know he's going to lose. But um, what, what's interesting is they had this, uh, this um, <clears throat> tag team with Andrade and Angel Garza. And um, I actually really, really like that tag team. Um, but uh, Andrade is now apparently injured. Is it, just, is, is it just me or do they look like twins with the same hairstyle? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they kind of do. Um, you know, and, and I, I like the, I like the match, but it just, you know, it, it was missing that spark with without having a uh, a crowd. But apparently, Andrade uh, was injured, which will which will impact uh, which will impact the 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 next match as well uh, that we're that we're gonna get into uh, going into WrestleMania. So so the the next match, and I don't know why I don't know why they did this. I don't like this at all. Um, they had the Street Profits uh, in a squash match against uh, Shane Thorne from uh, TM sixty one of. Uh, NXT uh, fame, and then they, I, I had never seen this next guy, Brendan Vink. Independent Spotlight of the Week. Okay, very good, go ahead. Brendan Vink has competed for Evolve and JPW in progress in the past. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Elio absolutely loves his independent spot. I do. I just, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I learned a lot. I'm trying to teach my young student as much as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and that young student would be me. Uh, but then, anyway, um, I, and actually, I, w- I wasn't just being a smartass. I actually enjoy your your independent spotlight myself, but I I didn't want you to be mid with the empty arena sound, which is why I I gave you the, the clap. I would have given you the standing ovation, but unfortunately, if I attempt to stand and clap at the same time, it doesn't end well uh, because I'm in a wheelchair. So and we're gonna have and we um, are going to have our main event here: Alistair Black defeating Leon Ruff. Independent spotlight number two. Very nice. Go ahead. Leon Ruff, prior to the WWE, has competed in NXT, Beyond, Combat Zone, Evolve, and Full Impact Wrestling, as well as World Wrestling Network Live. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had heard that name. I think... Um, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been on the uh, 10-year anniversary special from Evolve that uh, that WWE hosted on the network. He actually, his uh, one NXT appearance was in December of last year. Um, he teamed up with another uh, independent wrestler, uh, to, and uh, they lost to the Forgotten Sons, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. Well, and and how far the Forgotten Sons have fallen? Oh my goodness, yep. they, they've Four definitely six. been they've definitely been forgotten. 
Um, but now, now that we've now that we've gone over the uh, the live matches, let me let me ask you a question before we, we move on to the next review. All right. Um, what do you what do you think of WWE rerunning so many so many old matches? Because we we had we had two of them. We which actually took up the majority of the show. We had um, a rerun from the Triple Threat uh, Championship match from Royal Rumble 2015, and we had uh, Oscar versus Charlotte from WrestleMania 34. I'm sorry, what was the first one? Uh, it was a uh, D- WWE Championship Triple Threat match between uh, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and John Cena. Yeah, which WrestleMania was that? Um. Oh. Oh. No, that was that was from uh, Royal Rumble 2015. Oh, Royal Rumble 2015. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Steve, this is uh, where I get bored because I already saw these when they aired live, so I don't really want to watch them again. Yeah. Um. That's where I'm at. I mean, like in terms of, um, you know the WrestleMania reruns, like, how does this help Asuka going into um, WrestleMania to Although, to just have have the Charlotte match air because she got beat? So, I mean, it just continues to beat down Asuka. You know? Although, I, I would like to watch WrestleMania 32 because I never got to watch that one. I was in Florida, so I couldn't really watch it as good as I wanted to because I was at my cousin's house and uh, she was doing her thing. And I was like in the kitchen, sitting at the counter, uncomfortable. And I had my iPad plugged in and I'm watching this while she's watching whatever it was that she was watching, I think Pitch Perfect or something like that. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> so you you, so, you had to you had to watch Lana in Pitch Perfect. But and, but and, but you know what really sucked was like WrestleMania. Of course, it goes begins at seven p.m. and it goes to like midnight. Right. And like at a certain point, my cousin took me back across the street, uh, well back next door to my uncle's house because we were staying there. So I had to I had to uh, shut down in the middle of WrestleMania and go back there and there was no internet at my uncle's house. Oh Lord! I know. <laughs> I well, know. Um, well, in terms of uh, WrestleMania 32, and we'll we'll get into this further mm-hmm. uh, when we get to the SmackDown review because they um <coughs> they actually they actually reran. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Triple H from WrestleMania 32. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Which was mind-boggling because they're going to be running uh, WrestleMania 32 not too long from now on ESPN. So they're just—I mean—they're just burning the hell out of these reruns. Is that tomorrow? They're doing that, or which one are they running tomorrow? Um. Well, it's. Let's see. It was um, oh god. No, I no, I wanna I wanna say they're gonna. I wanna say that they're doing thirty two tomorrow, and then I think okay. they're doing. I think they're doing thirty five next weekend. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. 
So because you know, have, apparently our, our station up here is doing the same thing. They're running all the WrestleManias. Well, and, but see that them doing it in, in Canada makes a lot more sense than them running it on ESPN in the States because, you know, of course now in, in the States, I would assume there's a lot, there's a lot more sports teams that are not, you know, hockey related and every, everything's like shut down uh, here in, in, in the States. Actually, um, where I am, we're actually getting pretty close to a, to a complete uh, lockdown. I have... I have not left the um, I have not left my house in in uh, this was day fifteen. Oh wow! So yeah, you you can you can see why tonight's podcast would be the highlight of my week. So I can I can talk to and actually see another human being. (laughs) Um, Right? (laughs) Seriously, Jesus! But uh, ridiculous. well, yeah, but you know, the, the the coronavirus is just you know fucking everything up. But we'll 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 get more into that as we uh, get down to um get down to the WrestleMania preview coming up. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna choke slam the coronavirus into oblivion. Well, just make sure you're wearing gloves and a mask. <laughs> oh, I will be. So okay. or, or, or maybe or maybe I'll just choke it out Brock Lesnar style. <laughs> Rear naked choke. That's it. Rear naked choke or or my preference because I actually I actually like this submission move more would be um, Undertaker's triangle choke. Oh. Um. Okay, look at this. Hold on. Before we go on, speaking of um, WrestleMania, uh, which one was that that was running all the WrestleManias? Um, ESPN, they, they were, they're running, they, they were running three of them on, you know, back-to-back weekends because I think, I think they're testing the waters for putting, um, the net, for putting, uh, the network on ESPN Plus. Okay, and, yes. okay. In the near future, which I don't know how that's going to work, but. Whatever. Well, because a Fox Sport One on March thirty first is running the f- complete Royal Rumble pay per view this year's Royal Rumble, which which is stupid because we just we <laughs> saw the entire men's Royal Rumble match <laughs> on Raw like not not this not this past week, but I think. I think the previous Monday, you know, and it's just, it's getting to the point where, you know, after, after WrestleMania airs, um, I, I truly believe this and I'm not, I'm not saying it to be an asshole or be negative, but I think the WWE is going to have to go into an off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's bad enough that we're getting rerun after rerun after rerun, you know, during WrestleMania season. I mean, this WrestleMania season has been an absolute shit show, uh, you know, and not all of it WWE's fault because of the of the coronavirus, 
Um, but as I, as I mentioned earlier, the way that it's being handled um, is just completely ridiculous. And believe me, we, we have plenty of news on that coming up. But before we move on to um, our next review, uh, let, let me get your opinion on all of the uh, various promos that we had um, on Raw. What did, what, did you, what did you think of, of Paul Heyman uh, hyping up um, the match against uh, McIntyre and Lesnar? Okay, it's just not the same uh, when it's in an empty building when he says, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, well, and notice he didn't say that. Um, oh, he didn't say that this time? No, no. Oh, okay, no. well, I don't know, I'm just used no. to hearing him say that, but um, but just, like, even the vignettes alone, or, like, and the internet, the promos alone, like, it just doesn't feel the same uh, in an empty building. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of hard. Uh, the the one the one thing I will give them credit for is that they started doing this week and they finally got this right is that is that they didn't show the empty seats they showed the they showed the, the stage instead and like shot it in a way where, where you couldn't yep. see the empty seats which which I'm really surprised it took them that long to figure that see, motherfucking see, out when I, when I was a kid. This is the way shows look, especially at the live events. Actually, this, this is the way it looked at the live events when I when I went to the few to the ones I went to. You have the spotlight in the middle of the ring. You have the lights, middle of the ring. Right. Everything all around is dark. You can't even see any of the seats. Right, and and I and I I really think that. Um, I really think that this worked better in, in terms of in terms of visuals um, because SmackDown in particular um, looked. I'm not talking about in terms of quality of the show because it sucked, but in terms of the look, um, it looked much better, especially with with um, with Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. Um, now, um, so, also, uh, some of some of the entrances though. They they like play to the camera, but it's just not the same without a crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but then again, like it is, it, and I I give I said this last week too. You know, I I yeah. give the performers a lot of credit for this, um, despite the fact that I I disagree with um, WrestleMania going on and all that stuff which we'll get into because like I said we have plenty of, of news on that front but strictly from strictly from like a human perspective I'm like concerned for their health when when they're out here I, I mean I'm sure that WWE is taking every precaution that they can but however um, that being said if, if one individual gets sick with this shit WWE is going to be so incredibly screwed, you're not going to be able to believe it. And you know the the coronavirus has had such an such an impact just on the changing lineup of of WrestleMania. But before we get into that, let me finish up with getting your uh, thoughts on these segments. Um, what do you what did you think of? Um, AJ Styles announcing a boneyard match. What 
is a boneyard match. I've never heard of this. We haven't figured that out yet. My my assumption uh, would be that it's going to be somewhat similar to a buried alive match. Oh God! Because because I thought um, I thought they were going to have a casket match because that that would make more sense. Oh, but you know, I just, you know, WrestleMania just gets more and more shitty. Um, the the further we get along. I don't get this uh, boneyard match. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> next up, we had the promo between uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Kevin Owens. What did you think of that? Yeah, that one was pretty cool. That one was good. Yeah, yeah, this was actually. This was actually one of my um, favorite uh, Seth Rollins. He's still wearing uh, that things, jacket. Period. He's still wearing uh, that jacket. Yes, yes. It, 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 it does look particularly terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it, it just it looks kind of like metrosexual. Um, but that he, notwithstanding. He, he's a fancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Cue <laughs> Sean Michaels theme for that. Oh gosh, well, well done, sir. Well done. Um, and then uh, the, of course, we had Randy Orton's promo, which um, I have to say that w- that was one of the best promos I've heard. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even I even tweeted about it, which I which I don't often tweet because I hate Twitter. Um, outside of a, a news perspective, um, but it's just, that one got me um, like excited for their match. It it really did uh, because um, um, you know we always we always talk about uh, you know wrestling being about emotional investment. Uh, and I'll tell you what I I have my um, I I have my my own issues getting excited for this WrestleMania, but in terms of this match, their work this program has been absolutely insane, and I just, I feel so bad for. for for Edge having to come back to wrestle his first match in damn near a decade to an empty crowd, so it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. But I, I did I do appreciate their promo work. Um, so n- next up, we will uh, move on to our uh, Dynamite review. Cause I'm TNT, I'm Dynamite. This one was uh, not as good as last week's, but it was okay. No, but and you're exactly right. And um, the the one thing I, the one thing I'd like to say before I let you get on with the review, and my apologies for cutting you off. Um, 
you know, I think they had a lot tighter um, restrictions uh, related to the outbreak than they had um, the previous week. Um, so I so I think that that had a lot to do with with the presentation. But um, having said that, it certainly wasn't as bad as WWE television has been. Uh, go ahead. All right. So. Um... Highlight for me has to be the Kenny Omega Sammy Guevara match. Yeah, that was um, that was good. I'd actually like to go back and uh, and take another look at that. I thought yeah, that was, I have a uh, question. Really what do you think? What do you think of Sammy Guevara's friends in the crowd? <laughs> oh man, it was, it was when he was when he was making out with the with the picture of a brandy rose <laughs> that was i i like sammy guerrero and when when they cut to brandy's reaction i i could i could have fallen out of my wheelchair i was laughing so hard okay and for me my low light was jake hager versus chico adams uh, it's, uh, what the hell was that? Now, hold on. I don't usually do this, but I got to do an ind- a special independent spotlight because I really want to know who this guy is. Right. So, apparently, he he's competed for Atomic Wrestling, Evolve, Full Impact, MLW, and NXT. Yeah, really? Sure. NXT. So he, he's, been, he's been around. Okay. So, let's see. Um... In uh, February, on February twentieth, twenty nineteen, him and another uh, in the Johnny Vandal lost to the War Raiders, and then on April eleventh, two thousand eighteen, he lost to Leo Rush. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad for him there. Uh, my bad, but um. <laughs> I mean, of course. I don't get it. I I just had to do a special independent spotlight because when I heard this, because I missed this match, I had to step away from the television. And I heard this name. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see what this guy's all about. Yeah, very good. And uh, you you've gotten three independent spotlights in. How about that? Closer. So my my highlights were um, were the Jake Roberts promo. Uh, I I could just really? listen to you. You, you, you like that? Uh, I I liked his uh, first one better, much better. Well, 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 I I did too. But but still, anytime Jake Roberts talks, I'm just yep. I'm just absolutely glued to the screen. Okay. And then the other one was another promo. This one was um, was Brody Lee's promo in the uh, in the steakhouse, um, because he was he was making fun of uh, you know uh, Vince like how dare you sneeze in front of me, <laughs> you know get out you you know you're yeah. disgusting. <clears throat> I, w- I w- Does he really need to be doing this though? Does AEW need to be still be doing this? Still be doing what? Like uh, poking fun at the WWE. They should just be their own company, do their own thing. This isn't doing anything for them. Well, you know, I, 
I I agree with you. Um, however, I'm I'm willing to give Luke Harper a temper or Bro, well, well now Brody Lee, but the former Luke Harper. I'm willing to give him a temporary pass mm-hmm. because of all the bullshit that he put up with. Right. So if if he want if he wants to get some shots in and 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 makes him laugh and he's having a good time. I'm 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 down for that in the in the, in the short term. I'm just saying. Have um, you but, I, did you listen to the latest uh, talk of Jericho? Uh, no, I that, that's another. Oh podcast. yeah, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go go back uh, to listen to yesterday's episode. of Ray Lee was on there. He was the guest on there. Okay. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I um, that's that's the one positive to for me for this whole outbreak is that I've had so much more time on my hands, um, to just you know, relax and and listen to wrestling stuff. Yep. And so, oh, speaking of speaking of interviews that that you need to um, uh, you need to check out, especially coming off of um, the the dark side of the ring documentary that just. That oh, that's another, that's another thing we need to uh, talk about. Yeah, well, we can talk about that uh, that um, t- uh, during the show. But um, coming coming off of that, um, there was there was an interview that uh, David Benoit did a couple months ago with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and uh, I and I just saw that last night, um, and that was that was tremendous. Um, so, so we getting back to AEW. Yeah, those two promos were my, uh, were my. Oh, I, actually, no, I only mentioned one. And, but then, yeah, the other uh, pr- promo. Actually, this was the night of promos that impressed me more than the matches. Um, of course, Chris Jericho confronting Matt Hardy. And- oh my God! How 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 funny was that? <laughs> And, and specifically, specifically when he was cutting the promo on uh, Vanguard. Vanguard One, get back here, you son of a bitch! Yes, I'm like a what? So <laughs> he called he called Vanguard One a uh, real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But he offered uh, Vanguard One a spot in the inner circle. He promised to Vanguard One uh, that he would get, get him all of the best of Joan magazines. It was hilarious. And then, and then when, um, when um, Matt Hardy came out, of course, his entrance was cool. Um, but then he, then he called him like evil and like a like a hole in the ass. You are <laughs> like a hole of the ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a hole in the ass. Like, I, oh, I, man. Literally, I just dissolve into like fits of laughter. Come on, I I I, I know some gimmicks get stale, but the, he he's another one that just like keeps um. Like just like finds different ways uh, to make keep his character fresh. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy 
are um, are like the kings of reinvention. Yep. And I just I, I find it so entertaining. And I, I was always um, a big fan of of the broken universe. So to, to have um, Matt Hardy have the WWE shackles off of him, yep. and just have me able to run wild. Um, I'm I'm kind of digging this. Alright, so that is our review of AEW. We are going to take a short break and then we will be back with SmackDown. And we're firing up the DeLorean not to go on any on just any day in history, but we are going back to Sunday, March 17, 2002 for our first retro WrestleMania review. So stay tuned for that. We are back, Ben. Are you all refreshed? Yes. Are you I ready? Am. Are you ready to get into this review of SmackDown? Uh, yeah. Let me just uh, pull it up here. Not, not that it left me uh, terribly excited. It actually, uh, as I was telling you off the air, um, it actually left me a lot more confused. Um, but um. So we had, uh... What? Wait, wait. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Sweet apple pie Standing in the street Take it away. Okay. So, um, Banks and Bailey arrive to uh, kick off SmackDown. Um, They said that uh, it's going to, Mania is going to be a nightmare due to Paige booking them in what is now a five way match. No, it's not. Mania is going to be a nightmare, period. Well, you, well, you 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 took the point away from the my, the end of the sentence, but yes, Russell. My bad. I, I, was, I was I was thinking to myself, no, that's not why it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare because it's it's a terrible idea to run with WrestleMania in its current state because in its current state, this is not WrestleMania at all. It's a joke, um, and. Um, but uh, as soon as I got over that brief spasm of anger, um, on we go with the pro- with the promo, and I was getting uh, I was I was getting increasingly pissed off as this uh, promo went along. Um, so so after um, Sasha and Bailey get their um, their original uh, pr- promo work with kissing each other's asses. Um, here comes the uh, the musical revolving door that, that WWE loves to do with their promos with everybody's music hitting and every participant in the match coming out and talking shit. Um, so we have Lacey Evans arriving. Uh, 
And once again, uh, Banks did something that I don't particularly like, but I'm sure it was approved. They brought Lacey Evans' daughter into it again. Lacey said that she'll never be able to talk about her daughter after she breaks her jaw. Uh, Naomi arrives. She and I, I actually really like Naomi, but on this particular occasion, her her hair was was drew more attention. What is with that hair? What's up with that hair? I don't, I, I don't know, but it was it was drawing my attention more yeah, than her. Even at the Royal Rumble, what was that? Yeah, well, well, and as I keep saying, like her hair was drawing more more attention from me than her actual promo. Um, and then after it's two thousand twenty, not nineteen seventy. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> she did. She definitely looked like she was going to a disco that night, brother. Uh, no, go on. I'm sorry. Go on. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm glad you brought it up because if you didn't bring it up, I was going to. Um, let's see. And then, and then it was so hilarious to me when Tamina came out because the announcers had to try to make her look relevant. And or I should say the announcer because Michael Cole was working solo. Oh, okay. And you could you could hear Michael Cole's echo all night long. It was driving me insane. But I, actually, um, yeah, Tamina came out and Cole was like, "Well, she's a wild card." Blah blah blah. And um, she she was she just she, I don't know. She didn't she didn't look very good to me. Um, you know, she just it it it, it, just, it it looks like she, it looks like she's been out of the ring for as long as she had, and I I don't mean that in an insulting fashion. But I I just have no idea um, what uh, what Tamina can do in the ring at this point because before um, before the Royal Rumble, I don't think we we had seen her in in the ring for over a year. Um, not that I can recall, anyway. Um, so then after this promo mercifully came to an end, because this is a match that does not need to be on WrestleMania at all, uh, then we had Drew Gulak versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. The stipulation was that if Gulak wins, Brian gets an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania, of course, Drew Gulak did win in four minutes, um, and uh, Brian gets his title shot. But before before I move forward, can I just ask ask you a simple question? Because you know you you've been around longer than I have, so maybe you can uh, maybe you can uh, talk some sense into this. Okay. The talents, the likes of which are Drew Gulak and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, what in the blue hell are you doing putting them in a four-minute match in a show where you have nothing else and where, where, where these two could easily get 20 minutes and put on a motherfucking classic and they get four minutes? Right. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. Why are they showing... Past matches from WrestleMania, matches from past WrestleManias, when they can well, use that time more wisely. 
Exactly. I, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to generate excitement by showing old yeah, matches. Yeah, doing a good job. Well, certainly, well, you know, and, and, and that ship is currently sailed with them trying to build excitement with their actual product uh, outside of Edge versus um, Orton. But, um, I mean, the fact that Drew Gulag and Shinsuke Nakamura got four minutes it's just like it's just a crime. Uh, and then uh, speaking of a crime, uh, Otis and Dolph now have a singles match at WrestleMania uh, to see to see who gets the girl. I don't care. They, this they, match, they, they ruined this story too. Well, and, and it's going to be—it's going to be irreparably ruined because without a crowd, nobody's going to give a fuck. Because you know this storyline is the only thing that that anybody has cared about on SmackDown, and yet the, the crowd is not going to be there to see Otis get the girl. So what the fuck? <sighs> okay. And then we have Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. I'm just, I'm going, usually I know we do highlights and lowlights, but I'm just going through this because I actually, I, to, I actually like this match. Because I actually have to get my frustration off. I like, um, this, I like, I like this match. Well, yeah, I, I liked, I liked the match, but, uh, you know, but the whole thing with Nikki Cross no, jumping okay. up and down on yeah. the table going, Alexa, Alexa, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, this this woman used to have such a cool character, and they reduced her to a cheerleader. I know. Like, what I the just, hell? Uh... And, and, then, and then speaking of WrestleMania 32, Here's one match that you don't have to have to look at, uh, with uh, Roman Reigns challenging Triple H for the WWE title. I'm just gonna save you from okay. this one, all right? Because because this was one of the worst WrestleMania championship matches I've ever seen. Oh, it's it's okay. bad. All right. The, the the most entertaining part of it was when. Uh, was when Reigns speared um, Stephanie McMahon by accident. Mm, okay. Yeah, don't don't watch that. Um, and um, I don't I don't know why the website I'm looking at reviewed it like it was a current match, but it it just it felt very forced. I'm, so, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you read some of that? I want to hear what a current review of a previous match sounds like. Okay, so he goes. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna review this whole thing and then and then the guy's reaction to, to it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. He goes. It's it's a forced epic style main event going 27 minutes that felt like 47. Triple H was as stubborn as ever, trying to work his epic match formula that fails more often than not. I agree with you there. And, and just just for the purpose of giving credit and not not acting like I actually wrote this, this, this came from 411 Mania. Um, okay. 
and the it was written by Larry Zonka. So just I'm just yep. giving giving credit where it needs to be given. He he goes on to say Triple H was his um hold on. He goes, at, at the end of the day, the match is okay at best, but in the Mania main event spot was a complete disappointment. Uh, preach on, brother, because I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, also, it was funny watching them trying to do the big heroes celebration with the crowd. Either leaving or booing Reigns, I have no idea. Um why you would re-air this, especially since you're airing the event on Sunday on ESPN, which, if you recall, Elio, is exactly what I said earlier on in the show. Yep. And that was before I saw what Mr. Zonka had to say on the subject. So apparently we were thinking along the same lines. Um, yeah, this, this was just terrible, so don't even watch that. Okay. Uh, here's another thing that confused me. Um... A number one contenders match between the Usos and the New Day. Of course, you're going to have both teams compete at WrestleMania because th these are the only two tag teams that WWE actually gives a shit about. So it was it was a foregone conclusion that this match was going to be a no contest, and both will be involved at WrestleMania. Um, but here, here's the here's the here's the other thing that I that I um, forgot to mention as we were going down, down, down the line here, okay? So tri Triple H wants to comment on Reigns versus Goldberg and goes over the keys that both, that both competitors need to do in order to win, to win the match. Uh, excuse me. Has it not been reported over and over and over again since Thursday? It is. It is now Saturday, Saturday evening, as this is being recorded. Has it not been over forty-eight hours since you reported that Roman Reigns versus Goldberg is not happening because because Roman Reigns had to pull out because of health concerns due to his. Um, weakened immune system because of leukemia. Had we have we not seen that all over Twitter and all over every website in the wrestling universe right now, and yet you want to still air that? What the fuck is going on? So uh, because of because of that. I, my educated assumption would be that they're still they're they're still going to try to um, co convince um, convince Reigns to work the match, um, even though even though it's been reported that um, not only did he want to pull out of the match because of the leukemia. Um, he also pulled out because um, of the Usos being pissed off that that uh, the Miz got sick and messed up their match at WrestleMania. So, so they're mad because they're, they're mad because someone got sick. Yeah, and so the the concern now. So I've heard two schools of thought. One 
is that Roman Reigns dropped out because of his leukemia. I think that's true regardless. Um, and that's definitely the right decision. And I've also heard that even though he did drop out because of his leukemia, he also used it as leverage so that other people could drop out since they weren't happy with WrestleMania. I'm not sh- I'm not sure how true that is. I'm not going to throw uh, Roman Reigns under the bus. I'm going to say I'm going to say this. The fact that he's out of that match, I don't blame him at all because of his health concerns. Um and I I think he I think he himself dodged the bullet there on many levels. Um but as as to the rest of it, I'm not going to comment on because there's clearly more to that story, and I would I would like to um, I would like to get more facts before I air an opinion on that. But the fact that um, the fact that this um, segment was aired with Triple H after it had been reported that the match was canceled is a is a freaking joke. Um, and then the other, the other noteworthy, if you want to call it that, uh, segment on SmackDown was we had a Firefly Funhouse in which, number one, Rambling Rabbit got killed again. I was just about to ask, did, did Bray Wyatt kill Rambling Rabbit again? Yes, you put, he put him in a blender and killed him and then, and then drank him. (laughs) That's disgusting. Apparently, a dead, a dead rambling rabbit, and a bunch of other ingredients, such as uh, seething anger and disappointment, uh, combined with a dead rabbit, looks like carrot, looks like carrot juice. (laughs) This this whole thing was weird, and apparently. this is going to lead to a Firefly Funhouse oh, match. Oh, for the love of God. You know what? Uh, I'm done. That's the, it. That's, I'm done. <laughs> between himself and John Cena. So there we go with that. And with that, we will, we will end our SmackDown review, and we will be right back with the rest of the show while my co-host composes himself and and, uh, and prevents a meltdown of, of epic proportions. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, Ben. You all said to do our uh, retro WrestleMania review. Yes. All right, we're going to fire up the DeLorean, and we are now going to go back in time. Tearing away 
can't seem to make them stay. The date is Sunday, March 17, 2002. This WrestleMania has a special place in my heart because I was there. Yes, and luckily for you, you don't have to wear a stupid shirt saying I was there or I wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. God. Of course, I, I would have liked to have gotten a WrestleMania jersey. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the ones that Shane McMahon always wore were cool as fuck. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let us take a look at this card. And I remember, I remember this card very well from beginning, from beginning to end. So, of course they open with, I believe, actually uh, I missed the beginning because I got there at the end of the first match. So, um, who was performing at the beginning? I believe it was Saliva, right? Um, it was, um, well, it started with a performance from Saliva. Okay. And then, and then we slid into um, William Regal versus RVD for right. the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Okay, and, and uh, um, I, was, I was walking up the ramp to go find my seat. But, um... <clears throat> What I actually liked about this match is like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't think stylistically um, that William Regal and um, Rob Van Dam could put on a good match together. I mean, because they're both like really really um, fantastic wrestlers in their respective styles, but I I wouldn't have thought that uh, these two would have mixed very well, and I actually. Um, I actually quite enjoyed the match. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And then our second match was Diamond Dallas Page defeating Christians to retain the European Championship. This, of course, coming off of the storyline where DDP was uh, trying to bring Christian back over to the good side. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, when uh, Christian lost the match, he threw his uh, tantrum in the ring again. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, and I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I think Christian has always been underrated. I like, and I thought when he when he um, would throw his tantrums in the ring that that'd be like so funny because like back back at this time, I mean, I was like fourteen and stuff, so I mean, I was just. I was just now coming into the realization being old enough that wrestling was, was, um, you know, staged and like predetermined and stuff. But like, I always thought it was like ridiculous that like a grown man would act like that in the ring. Like, like <laughs> any role that, that Christian was given, he could just pull it off. Whether he was being like the whiny, complaining little bitch like Edge called him, or like throwing tantrums in the ring, or like the creepy little bastard, or whatever. And I, I always thought he was criminally underrated. Now, as to the match itself, 
Um, I thought that they could have done a little bit more with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the best match. Um, you know, and and I'm sure time constraints uh, played a little into it, but I, I thought that this match was missing something. All right, then we had the hardcore title, Goldust uh, versus Maven, who was a hardcore champion at this time, and this ended without a winner as it went to a no contest. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we can do, I mean, there's nothing really to say about this match. One, because the hardcore championship could have been something cool in WWE. But much like the twenty four seven championship, it just turned into a joke. Which of course is was won was won once again by our truth. Yeah, for like the twenty fifth time. And apparently like we had um multiple title changes even from that match because um somehow uh Molly Holly became champion that night. And then, um, uh, and then, and then Christian actually um, snuck up behind uh, Molly Holly and smashed her in the face with a, with a door, um, thus knocking her out. Uh, you you couldn't get away with that today. Nope. And and um, pinned her to become the new. Hardcore champion. So it's, it's you know it's it's like typical hot potato hardcore championship. So. What All right. Next? Then then we had uh, Kurt Angle defeating Kane. Of course, Kurt Angle cut one of his promos um, prior to the match. I. I thought this match was a classic. And of course, uh, Angle uh, cut his promo on uh, how about on Toronto fans and Skydome, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole thing was was an absolute classic. I thought. Then we had a no DQ match: The Undertaker defeating Ric Flair. The storyline coming into this was like really cool. Mm-hmm. And once again, I think um, I don't think that this is something that you you could get away with in today's um, PC environment. Um, but, you know, I always thought that, that, um, whether it was the American badass, or in this case, his heel version of, of that, the big evil, I actually really like these versions of, of Taker because I feel like his character could show more depth than but, being, you know, a de- but a I, didn't, I, I didn't like his uh, stupid entrance theme. What the uh, not the limp biscuit, not the limp biscuit, the um, the kid rock one, no, the you're gonna pay one. Remember the one they used? Uh, yeah, um, and what, and any particular reason you didn't like that one? Uh, I just, I just, I'm just not, I was never a fan of that entrance theme. I don't know, I like, I liked his uh, his previous ones, like kid rock, limp biscuit, a lot better, yeah, actually, um. Actually, nowadays, if you admit to it, to have ever being a Limp Biscuit fan, uh, you're gonna get, you're probably gonna get some shit talked on you. And I, I, I learned that the hard way because I, I was a um, Limp Biscuit fan. Actually, speaking of the Undertaker and um, 
I only have one. I only, I only have one Limp Bizkit CD because I'm not really a fan of his. I just have the one with Roland on it. Yeah, that's the one that I have. Um, and uh, actually, another uh, another interesting trivia thing with, with me and the Undertaker. Not only did he influence my love for tattoos partially, but I actually stole his uh, theme song and, and used it as mine in, in high school. But every every time every time that that song would play, uh, it, people would always like associate me with it because being in the, in the wheelchair and stuff. Because like that, you, that, you, that, you that, you're such a nerd. No, you, call no, me, you call me a nerd. Well, I'm, we're both wrestling nerds. This um, is true. But um of course I of course they, I, I dressed up as the entertainer for Halloween one year, so I'm a bigger nerd, I guess. <laughs> so, well, so which 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 version did you dress up as? The dead man. Oh very good, very good. But my teacher's a moron. He I walked into class, he's like, Aren't you supposed to be wearing orange gloves? Kim, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, orange gloves are you talking about? Okay, you're a moron. Anyway, not 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 you. You're not you. You're a teacher. But um, but moving moving right along. Yep, we had Edge defeating Booker T. That Hurricane Rana off the top, uh, in the in the beginning of the match. Oh my lord! I thought that was gonna result in a serious injury. And then next, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Scott Hall. I thought this match sucked. Just... Yeah, this uh, this one uh, wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, I well, believe, I said, yeah. I believe it was after this uh, that uh, Stone Cold uh, went home. Yeah, and, and well, and you know, people give Stone Cold a lot of, a lot of shit for. Um, for taking his ball and going home, but uh, you know he actually kind of addressed that in his, his recent um, Broken Skull Sessions interview, and like he's done it in uh, in the past too. His whole his whole thing was not wanting to to job to Brock Lesnar, and you know at this at this point, you know I. In Brock Lesnar's career, and the fact that he was so new, it's like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe like he didn't handle it the right way, but like at the same time, it's like Brock wasn't established to the nearly to the degree that he, that he was. So it's like, why, why in the hell would the, would the biggest star in the business want to job? I can understand him losing a like a hard fought match, or you know. And giving and giving Brock the rub that way, but you know, not not you're not you're not gonna job the Texas rattlesnake to anybody, right? Um, so I can't necessarily uh, disagree with him on that stance. Then we had a four-way elimination for the tag team championships: Billy and Chuck. Retaining their titles by defeating the APA, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. Honestly, the honestly the best parts of this match for me was was before the match even started, and uh, 
and and Joji Scott, the head, the lead singer for uh, Slide, like got to dance with Stacey Q. Where I was jealous of that bastard. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> All right, and next we had, and this one I'm going to talk about. This one, The Rock defeating Hulk Hogan. Now, Rock winning as a face. I have to tell you, as soon as Hulk Hogan came out. The roof blew off the building, and fans went all, all went mental for this entrance. Like, uh, yeah, well, you justify couldn't, it. You couldn't even hear yourself so. Couldn't even hear yourself think. And where I was sitting, I was up in the five hundred levels, but they had the way they had it set up. They had like screens all around the the arena, so you basically there's nothing you couldn't see. Well, that was good, and. Um, yeah, you know this this match will always go down as as one of my favorites because it was just so um, it was just so legendary in terms of the story being built up. Now, now I will never lay really claim to being the biggest Hulkamania fan be, because of the fact. I'm gonna tell you something off, off the air. What? I'm gonna tell you something off the air. You're gonna laugh. Okay, but um. But yeah, I mean, I I was this might be considered blasphemous, especially for someone that, of my age, especially when this was going on. But I was never really the biggest Hulkamania guy because, you know, yeah, the character was cool, but like in the ring, I don't I don't think he could really go. You know, I just I was more I was more of the fan of guys who could actually wrestle. It is, it's, it's the same reason I was never really a fan of, like, the Ultimate Warrior. Because, yeah, like, he had he had the cool look. And, and, you know, I guess some people found his promos entertaining. I could never understand what the fuck he was saying. I don't think anybody could. But it's just, like, I I didn't find that entertaining. So his whole, his whole thing was, like, before my time. And, like, when he came back and, and was – Doing that stuff with WCW and like had um, had his match in '98 with Hogan at Halloween Havoc. That was the worst fucking match. <laughs> like, so, so let, let, let me tell you, their WrestleMania six match was way better. Oh well, I'm I'm, I'm willing to bet you any amount of money that it was. I've, I've heard that WrestleMania six wasn't. I mean, was much better. I'm going to say I heard that WrestleMania six was much better than four and five. You, you never saw it, did you? No, uh, Wrestle, not WrestleMania six. No. Okay, go, yeah, go, go back and watch that one. It wasn't bad, but it it was uh, what it was for the time. For the time period. Yeah, yeah and well, and, and a lot of the early earlier WrestleManias that I've seen, such as such as like seven. Um, I think I, I think I saw eight, too. Eight was um, uh, Hogan and uh, Sid. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't like those it, seven especially I thought was weak. Um, I, I and I thought eleven and twelve, um, well twelve was less of it. I thought eleven was weak. Yep. Um and. And with the exception of um, with the exception of 
Uh, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. Thirteen was weak. No, Thirteen was terrible. Um, fourteen doesn't get the love it deserves. I thought fourteen was better. Um, fifteen. Eh. We're gonna have to get into that in one of these weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, okay. that 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 WrestleMania. Oh boy, that was. I don't know what to say. Not, not a fan. Oh, were you? No. Neither no, was I, I. No, I was not a fan of it. Uh, 16 ended up um, really sucking because of injuries. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they had, they had a strain, and, and then it's like they, they, they really picked it back up with 17 and 18. 17 mm-hmm. and 18 are actually two of my favorite WrestleManias. And I believe uh, this wasn't exactly a double turn, but so you can see like uh, the fans turning holding face and uh, the rock was slowly going to become a heel. Yeah, well, and you could kind of you could kind of see that in the in the um, following weeks. But I got to tell you that that promo between you know Hogan and the Rock the next night, and then the NWO coming out. Because they kind of teased it the night before because, like, Hogan was, like, um, telling um, Nash and Hall, you know, don't come out. I want to do this by myself. And then um, Nash was telling Hall, like, no, that's not going to happen. We're going to get ours. Um, Do you reckon this is familiar to you? What? What, what What you're talking about right now, is this familiar to you? Yeah. This I, is the, it's the exact same thing they did in WCW. Yeah, and it's it's just it's, it was kind of like the replay, yeah, um, of like the end of like the NWO from from WCW, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know. um, but I I really enjoyed this match. I, I felt like I felt like that match was like um was kind of the precursor to like the current WrestleManias. Okay. Whereas like up until like 16, those were like the earlier WrestleManias. Like 17 and 18 really turned the tide in terms of quality mm-hmm. of shows. Then we had we had a three-way match for the women's championship Chaz retaining the title by defeating Lita and the hometown the hometown hero Trish Stratus. I was I was actually shocked that Trish Stratus didn't win, just because of the fact that like she but she, was did, being, she did look good though. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> Trish, Trish Stratus always looks good in the ring and out of it. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was legitimately shocked that she lost in in her hometown. Um. And I always, I always thought Jazz was underrated, you know, in, in terms of um, her talent. Actually, she's still wrestling. She, uh, oh, okay. Not, not too long ago, um, she was like the NWA Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a year, year and a half ago. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think she fit the mold of what what we would call a WWE diva. But having said that, 
she, I mean, that girl could go much, much more than, than, uh, than the vast majority of, of divas at that time. So. And in the main event, Triple H defeating Chris Jericho to become the new undisputed champion. Okay. Now, b- before you get into, into your thoughts on this, can I just say, um, why the fuck wasn't Hogan Rock the main event? I, yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I think it, this, I think they should have had, it should have been the jazz leader, Trish, Rock and Hogan, Triple H and Chris Jericho. I mean, uh, jazz leader, Trish, Triple H, Jericho, and Rock and Hogan. Well, because I'll tell you what, the, the crowd was completely dead for the women's match. I mean, because they were they were just coming off of Hogan versus Rock, <laughs> yep. and those poor, those poor ladies were just dead in the water. And uh, this one, oh, I I think I committed I committed all the ultimate sin. What on, on this night? Well, my brother wanted to beat the traffic, so we left before the match ended. <laughs> wow. but, but no, 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 no! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna seem like Christian throwing a, a tantrum after his match with DDP. You know, because I I was I, I'm so jealous of you as you're describing your experience at WrestleMania, because every fan every fan wants to go and. I, I haven't had the opportunity to go to one of these. And you leave early. What I know. the hell what? is wrong with you? Not me, my brother. I was told, like, well, the match isn't over. It's like, yeah, but we have to get in for traffic. Well, then what kind of wrestling fan is your brother? <laughs> He's not. He's an MMA fan. Well, I'm an MMA guy too, but you know, if you're if you're at WrestleMania, you don't leave early. What? I the? know. You're you're lucky. Your your where does your brother live again? Remind me. He's in Michigan. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, now if, if your brother is ever visiting during one of the times where we're doing a podcast, bring him on the air so we can have a discussion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Please. All right. <laughs> because I want to know the answer. <laughs> Why the hell? <laughs> I would have. I would have been. I would have been crying, and I'm not even kidding. Please show my co- <laughs> my closest from that kind of shit fan. <laughs> Well, you're, I'm I'm throwing one on your behalf, and as a wrestling fan. Thank you. Hell? Um, so, <laughs> I, I have a point. I'm, I'm not just being a weirdo, but... No, you know, no, it's true. It's like, I can't believe, like, we have to leave early. I'm like, I'm, I really wanted to see the ending, too. Yeah, All right. Well, well, you know, I don't want to speak ill of your brother because I don't know the guy, but what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is our review of WrestleMania 18. Ben, what did you think of the show? Well, we already know what you thought. Uh, being there, I this uh, is this was a special WrestleMania for me. I really enjoyed it. 
and like just like being there live with the crowd and like some of the entrances. Right. And you know, th this, this experience and, um, and much like the one we're going to cover tomorrow in a bonus episode. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I think I think this demonstrates why you cannot have WrestleMania with with no crowd. Mm -hmm. um, which is why you know, I mean, I understand that there there was like contracts and big money and you know having to pull out of Tampa, uh, lost WWE and uh, and the, the city of Tampa quite a lot of money. I've heard. The number that I've heard, now take this with a grain of salt because, um, you know, because it comes from the internet, um, but the, the general number that I've heard in terms of a loss that WWE is taking uh, because of the, of the cancellation from Tampa is $22 million. Um, so, you know, I understand that there's legal stuff going on, but it's just like I feel like with everything that's going on and just the uncertainty and and just the quality of wrestling outside like outside of the virus pandemic, just um, just really uh, demonstrates why this WrestleMania should not be happening right now. Now, with you know, from a logistics standpoint, I understand it, it might be very difficult to move it, but I'd rather there not be a WrestleMania this year if it's going to end up the way that I think it's going to end up. Now, I'm now I'll be the first guy to come on the air in, in two weeks, um, and and say that they had a great show if they actually pull something off. I I will. Because oh, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing that I want more than to, for WrestleMania to be, to be great, both for the the fans and and the talent. Because the I mean the talent are taking it in the ass right now more than the fans are. Um, but um, you just said. Uh, yeah, I did, and I, I said it on purpose. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> well, that, that's, I know what you meant, but uh, what about that's that? How, that's how I feel about WrestleMania 36. This is not, this is not going to end well. Um, but, um, yeah, we will, uh, from a sad thought to a happy one, uh, we will be reviewing uh, WrestleMania 3 tomorrow in a special bonus anniversary episode. I remember this WrestleMania. I, I watched it three hours after it ended. Yeah, I actually, um, as I told you off the air, um, I actually saw it for the first time in, it, it's, in its entirety last night as I was prepping for this podcast. Now, before we, uh, before we get off the air... Um, let me just run through, because I did more research, because uh, I was curious. Let me just run through the uh, current lineup of WrestleMania 36 and some of, the, some of the changes that are being made because of, of sickness concerns 
slash the big story of Roman Reigns uh, being taken out of WrestleMania 36 and his match with Goldberg. So right now we have Otis versus Ziggler in a singles match. This is going bottom to top. Hold on, hold on. We need our predictions. So how are you doing this? Yes. Okay, all right. So, we'll do. so the first one we have is Otis versus Ziggler. Who you got? I'm going with Otis. Absolutely. Although the payoff that we want is not going to look as good without a crowd. This sucks. We have Corbin versus Elias. Elias. Yes, if if Corbin wins at WrestleMania, I'm just going to shit myself. But but that being said, I don't want do, this do, match. Do ads. Yeah, but... <laughs> but, but, uh, but, um... <clears throat> yeah, this match should not be happening at all. Uh, speaking of... Um, Speaking of uh, shouldn't be happening because we had no bill whatsoever. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Alistair Black. What a weird match. I'm going with Alistair Black, but it's still a weird match. Yeah, if there has to be, if this match has to happen, it's going to be Alistair Black. We. Are they done with the whole Lana thing, or is she still going to be at ringside? Well, the, the reason why that got put on hold was that she had to go shoot a movie, so it's 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 unknown as to when that will pick up. Now, the, the, the rumor that I've heard, and although I don't care, let me just say that, mm-hmm. um, is that she will be back and she will uh, she will um, accompany um, accompany Bobby Lashley to the ring. So the fact that WrestleMania has already been taped, uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Lana made an appearance. But I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have John Cena versus Bray Wyatt in a uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Oh, I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> uh, yeah, although it although it's hard for me to give a shit um, with nothing on the line, but I, I agree. But that was uh, just, that, that that was disturbing. That Funhouse where he killed Rambling Rabbits. Well, um, unfortunately, that's been the best part of this entire feud since since. Uh, Goldberg won the championship. Hold on. What the hell? All right. You know you can you can talk without those as well. I think. I don't I'm know. Sorry? I'm, you can talk without those as well. I think. I'm not sure. Right? Because um, it's still gonna record the voice. I don't know. I just saw my. Uh, I just saw the others. Other people do that. Oh. Um, well, I just wasn't sure because no, I know that's right. I haven't plugged in, but anyway. Um, next up, we have Undertaker versus AJ in a boneyard match. For crying out loud, boneyard match. You know, with Undertaker. Yeah, although I, 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 I mean, I agree, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't want to see. 
I understand that this could is considered a dream match in many circles. Like I kind of understand that, but just with Undertaker uh, being where he is in his career, I don't want to see him wrestle. Period. And plus, with the health concerns and him being older, uh, you know, he's more susceptible to this coronavirus thing. And, of course, we're not going to know until weeks later if anyone contracted this thing. And I'll tell you what, if anyone does contract um, a coronavirus because of this or WWE's taping schedule, um, it's just it's going to be a shit show. Not that it already isn't, but it's just going to amplify it to a ridiculous level. Uh, next up, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship five-way match: Bailey versus Sasha and Tamina, uh, and Lacey and Naomi. Um, Sasha. Um, I'm, well, that's why I want to win, but knowing. If, if this turns out the way that I think it's going to, I'm going to have to go with Lacey Evans. Okay. Um, Shayna versus Becky. Shayna. Absolutely. Sorry, Becky. Uh, Your time is up. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you listen to the show, thank you. We love you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no hate coming from this podcast whatsoever. Um, sorry, I can't say the same regarding your uh, your fiance. Um, then we have Edge versus Orton. Oh, Edge. Absolutely. Uh, then we have. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Oh, man. Um, I don't want to see Rhea Ripley lose. Uh, yeah, but that's going to be my fear that she will. So you know, I'm going to have to go with Charlotte, even though I, yeah, I, I want to see Rhea Ripley win. Yeah, but we both know that's not going to happen. Uh, I would I would be floored, so I'm gonna have to go with Charlotte Flair. Uh, next and next up we have uh, Drew McIntyre versus Lesnar. Drew McIntyre. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I well, I'll tell you what. I just hope they don't switch it to Lesnar because well, I could very easily see them switching to Lesnar because quite frankly, I don't want to see McIntyre have his have his moment in front of no crowd, although he deserves to have his moment. That's true, yeah. Um, See, why it's so hard to make predictions for this show. <laughs> yeah, so, so, and then, um, and then uh, the other match that I forgot, which appar- apparently is being changed, um, it was going to be, um, it was going to be Miz and Morrison versus um, versus the New Day versus the Usos, I think. And now it's going to have, because of the Miz uh, being out, 
Um, I think it's going to be um, the it's going to be John Morrison versus one of the Usos versus one of the New Day. I'm going to go with John Morrison. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Um, although this is another match, it shouldn't be happening at all. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, that's that's all I had in terms of uh, lineup. You forget Goldberg. You forget Goldberg. Oh well, um, I'm, I'm glad you said something because I actually had a point. I didn't forget. Oh, okay. But, um, no, that, that, I was gonna say that that's all I had in terms of a lineup because of the news that broke that um, uh, Roman Reigns and and Goldberg uh, was not happening because Reigns pulled out. Um, but I'm here. I'm. Apparently, there's supposed to be a replacement for Goldberg, and this is where my confusion came in because. Sorry, is it end for Goldberg or Roman Reigns? For, oh, for I'm sorry, for Roman Reigns. But then I got confused because SmackDown made it seem like Roman Reigns was um, still going to be on the show, even though we know he's not going to be. Um, so. So I've heard like two different theories of a possible replacement and a spoiler was available, but I chose not to look at it because I don't want spoilers for this. They they do it all the time, but luckily the, the site that we're both talking about, at least they blur it out so we can make the decision whether we want to see it or not, but I just I disagree with spoilers. But I didn't click on it because I hate them. Um, but so the rumor that I'm hearing is it could possibly be Matt Riddle um, versus Goldberg, um, or or it could be um, Keith Lee versus Goldberg. Or it could be Bray Wyatt with um, with his match against John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse being turned into a number one contenders match. Thus, Bray would win and thus get his victory against Goldberg back. So out, out, of, out of those three options, Oh, and, and the other option I heard, which is apparently the the leading option for WWE, is to have Braun Strowman versus. That's going to uh, be terrible. That would be that would be awful. So, yep. of those options, wh- which one would you like to see? I don't see Matt Riddle as a WWE champion <laughs> or as a Universal champion. Uh, Keith Lee's the NXT champion. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Bray Wyatt. It's the Bray Wyatt option. Yeah, well, uh, Keith Lee is only the uh, North American champion. But I mean, sorry, I mean, yeah, NXT North American. Let me rephrase. He's he NXT could, uh, North American champion, um, so I can't see him take the end. Yeah, unless, unless they tape something on SmackDown, but... Um, but obviously they're not going to be that creative in my, in my opinion. 
Um, so that, so I would have to agree with you in terms of the Bray Wyatt option. Um, but if it if it is Braun Strowman, I'm going to break my TV. I, uh, I just, well, what do you do for future shows? Well, is that, has it? No, my um, my uncle has this foam brick that he throws at the TV. So I'll just ask him <laughs> where he got it. And um, you know what? Use Hacksaw Jim Duggan's foam two by four. Oh, that that would work. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, either a foam brick or a foam two by four. And the the other thing that I wanted to mention uh, to close out this was that the confirmed exits for WrestleMania, so those not performing. So the the Miz Andrade, so Apparently, the match that um, Andrade and uh, Garza were going to have with the Street Profits, apparently, uh, Andrade is being replaced with Austin Theory from NXT. I don't understand um, how that guy gets a match in WrestleMania. I, I don't either, which is why I would say the match would be canceled, which is why I didn't mention it in my lineup. Uh, another one that's confirmed out, Buddy Murphy, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Dana Brooke. Hence why the women, the women's match has been turned into a fatal highway. And now, of course, anything and everything regarding this uh, could change in the next week. And if I had my way... Uh, they wouldn't even air this abomination of a WrestleMania. Um, but in, in its current form, Elio, if if you had to guess the price tag, if you weren't if you weren't able to watch it on the WWE Network, uh, like a semi reasonable individual, what would your guess be for the for the overall price of WrestleMania 36 in its current state? Should be three ninety nine. Yeah, so let's let's be realistic. What would be your your realistic guess? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, thirty four thirty between thirty and thirty four. Well, that would be semi reasonable, but uh, can I get a drum roll, please? Hold on. WrestleMania 36 is listed as being $59.98. For what? For both nights of WrestleMania uh, 36. For what? $59 for what? For this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What's the matter with you? I I don't know, <laughs> but this is just gonna be an absolute joke. That that would be my uh, prediction. Oh, hurt me um, now. <laughs> well, at least you go slightly less graphic than I typically go. with kill me now. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's what I have for the lineup and the show in general. 
And once again, uh, don't, don't forget, um, I kind of teased it earlier on in, in the show, but uh, we will have a special uh, bonus episode tomorrow, uh, considering it is the anniversary of WrestleMania 3, and I will be taking the reins on that one. Um, and I, like I said, uh, for Father Elio, I must confess. Oh, you should my son. <laughs> I just saw that in its entirety for the first time last night. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I absolve you because it is out of your is beyond is circumstances beyond your control. Yes, considering I wasn't uh, born yet at the uh, at the time of the airing, um, but I. But I think the review is going to be interesting because I did notice several interesting and uh, I hate to say it, but morbid facts regarding WrestleMania three. Um, yeah, so, well, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on uh, this tomorrow night. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And uh, in all in all seriousness, I'm going to end it with this. Uh, please stay inside because if you are. If you are in my age group and you are a millennial, um, clearly um, from what I'm hearing, uh, that age group needs to hear this message. Stay the fuck inside and, and don't spread this motherfucking shit because I would like to go outside before August hits. I know people are people here doing the same things while they're still going out. Stay inside. What is wrong with you? I mean, the furthest you can go is your yard. I mean, uh, but other than I'm gonna that, start going outside, like uh, when it's like nice weather, when it's warmer, I'm gonna be like out in the front or out in the backyard. Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I, how cold is it in Canada right now? Um, right about now, the weather, is, the temperature is uh two degrees Celsius. That's Celsius. Okay. So yeah, two uh, two degrees Celsius conversion to thirty five degrees Fahrenheit. Oh Lord! Well, at least it's at least it's not bone chilling, <laughs> um, but uh, it is technically spring, so I'm getting ready for warm weather. But yeah, uh, do yourself a favor and keep yourself safe. And uh, if you if you're going stir crazy, you can always catch up on back episodes. Right here on the PNC Progressive Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with your life. We've been we've only been around for two years. Uh, yeah, we started, uh, we in, started in September in, September of 2018. Exactly. So a uh, year and a half we've been around people. So you need, you need to get your shit together and use this time uh, to catch up on your favorite uh, professional wrestling podcast. And in the meantime, always remember, if you can't find us, you're lying, baby, because we're everywhere. And we will see you right back here tomorrow night for our second uh, WrestleMania retrospective, WrestleMania 3. Stay tuned for that.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another bonus episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio Canella, along with the man that's always Pearson Barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. I, uh, I did my homework for this upcoming podcast uh, two days ago, so I'm, I'm well ahead of the game, and um, we should be good to go. Okay, now... Uh, uh, before we get into that, I believe we were going to touch on briefly on um, Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Uh, and, um, you I, know, think, I, I think we'll get that one out of the way before we get to the fun stuff. And, uh, well, absolutely. And, um, you know, this was uh, Dark Side of the Ring was a very, um, very good documentary. Actually, one of the best uh, wrestling documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, quite frankly, um, mm-hmm. talking about uh, you know the the set of episodes that just aired, um, uh, featuring uh, he who must not be named, mm-hmm. and uh, much like Lord Voldemort, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him the Lord Voldemort of professional wrestling. Okay, um, and. Um, you know, but here's here's the thing that really that really struck me as almost as much as the documentary itself. Obviously, you know, we learned some things that we didn't know both both with Eddie Guerrero and um, and the unnamed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, here's the thing: it's like all you all you kept hearing about on Twitter was. You know, do you think, um, you know, do you think he should be inducted into the Hall of Fame? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, we we learned some of the stuff that he was going through and, you know, how hard, you know, Eddie's death was for him and and stuff like that. But... But here's here's the thing, and I'm I'm sure you know CTE has had something to do with with what happened, you know, plus the drinking and stuff like that. Because you know, if if you if you look at his brain, I mean, you heard what Chris Nowinski said. It was it, it was like the brain of an old person. Um, I think the I think the age they used was. Um, was like a 90 year old if i'm not mistaken um you know but the the thing with me is as as much as i can respect respect that and as much as i would identify um and sympathize with somebody who wasn't a murderer uh if they had the situation going on here's the thing uh, that i found most interesting was the interview with the detective who first arrived on the scene. Um, And just how, you know, premeditated everything was. And like he had everything like set up, you know, the knife under, you know, Daniel's bed. Um, That was weird. Yeah, he had the, the, and the sleeping medication for him. He had the, the Bibles laid out, which was a detail that we that we knew about previously, um, but and the and the fact that he stayed in there with the with the bodies for for two days, and yet despite all of this, 
and I'll I'll get to the to the next striking part um in a minute. But um, you know, despite all this stuff that we found out about, you know, people are still like, should he be in the Hall of Fame? And to me, it's like, hello, are are you are are we not watching the same the same thing? I know, and then you know, uh, and then people are saying, "Well, well thing, uh, we 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 should separate the wrestler from the person." Um. Well, it, it, no, no. This is yeah. this is not this is not this is not a novel. This is, you know, and I I've heard that same um that same argument with um like Michael Jackson, for for instance. Um, and I personally think that he is, is a child molester. Um, you know, because let's be, let's be honest with you, uh, or let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, you know, the, that has been, has been forecasted for 20 years. The guy, you know, the guy's a fucking weirdo. Uh, you know, and I, I personally, I personally believe that there's just too much evidence uh, to say that he's not one. Even though he, he was never legally convicted, I, I understand that. So, for that reason, we must still say alleged. But that's my opinion, and 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 being that that's the case, I can't separate his talent from what I believe he did. And for that reason, I can't listen to Michael Jackson's music. It, it's, it's, it's the same thing with um, Chris Ben or, or, well, I have to say his name once. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's the same thing with Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, you know, because a lot of people take steroids and they, and they don't do that kind of shit. Um, you know, especially, so, especially in the eighties, right? And 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 the thing for me is like, and I I heard Paul Heyman say this too in, in an inside the ropes interview, and I agreed with him. He he said there were three people in in that house that night, and only one had the choice to die. Mm-hmm. Two and two of them didn't. And fuck you, and, you know, and um, you know because as a performer, I think we can agree that he he was one of the best of all time. But you do certain things as a human being, and it disqualifies you from you know having you know human conversations and 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 being considered that that as a human being. You yep. you know you just can't. You cannot premeditate your your wife and child's murder. And and, spe- and speaking of his his children, you know, he, uh, hearing you know all of what uh, you know David Benoit had to say, um, that just tears your heart out mm-hmm. because you can the the things that he had to endure when he wasn't even there or what you know. And the thing, and the way that people associate his dad's actions with him, and like project them onto him, and just all the pain and suffering that he's been through, I, you know, there's no one 
in the world that if you haven't been through that, there's no way you could imagine something like that. I mean, to me, that you can't fathom that. Um, so those were the those were the uh, big uh, talking points for me, and obviously, you know, Eddie played a role in the um, in the documentary because you know they they were so intertwined with you know their relationship and everything. Um, you know, and, and some of some of what we found out about Eddie, some of that stuff I didn't know. Um, you know, but it, it's it's interesting because Chris Jericho said, you know, of those two people, one of them's considered a hero, and the other one's like the ultimate villain, and been erased from the history. Well, you know, no shit. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not discrediting anything that Chris Jericho said because he did a fantastic job in that um, in that documentary explaining things. And, um, you know, he said, if you, if you think I'm glorifying a murderer, just turn this off now. And, you know, I don't think at all that they were glorifying him. So if anyone says, says that, then I think you can guess what my next two words are going to be. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it's, so it was, it was very, it was very interesting and, um, I'll definitely be, uh, tuning in to the next episode of Dark Side of the Ring because I discovered I do get Vice. I, n- I never knew that. Um, I discovered I they have a whole bunch of uh, episodes up on YouTube. I should uh, check them out, some of the past episodes. Well, well in some, some of the stories, like, I already kind of knew, um, you know, because obviously, like, Montreal screw jobs have been, uh, you know, gone over to death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, um, and I knew I knew some of the stuff surrounding, um, you know, Bruiser Brody. Uh, obviously, uh, fabulous Mula or Mula and her uh, alleged uh, bullshittery, uh, we'll call it. And clearly, some of the. Uh, some of the listeners are chiming in with their agreement. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm actually more interested in what's coming up this season than I was last season. We, um, we, we get vice here. We decide just don't get it on the package that we're on. Um, you know, I, I, and I really don't think I got it last year because I, I remember I looked for it, you know, last year and I, you know, typed in the channel name because with, uh, with, with Xfinity, you can just, you know, kind of type in the channel name and if you got it, then it, it'll pop right up. Um, you know, and I remember doing that last year and it didn't pop up. So whether something changed or whether it didn't, like that was a, that was a happy uh, coincidence that I was able to find that um, right before part two of the documentary went on the air. Um, but um, I'm very much looking forward to uh, New Jack next week. And then at some point they're doing the Owen Hart one, which I'm, which I'm very interested to see because that's, you know, the, the fact that I think they said Martha was going to be on that one. And that one shocked me because she's, she hasn't touched wrestling with a 10 foot pole uh, since, um, 
Owen's death. So I'm very fascinated with that one. And then also uh, the one surrounding uh, Dino Bravo, who coincidentally was on WrestleMania 3, which we will now get into. say um since uh we have pretty much no wrestling uh right now during this uh period i think one of uh the bonus shows that we should we should uh cover the monday june 11 2007 episode of monday night raw i agree and do you know which one i'm talking about um yeah Okay. Yeah, I know. I know which one that is. Because that that one uh, ties in with uh, this dark side of the ring that we were just talking about. Yes, absolutely. Um, now let me let me ask you a question because I legitimately don't know. Have you have you looked that up to see if that's on the network? Because that yeah, that, it is, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. that one that surprises me. I'm surprised that they have that one up there. Yeah, yeah, because I uh, um, yeah. That's uh, the uh, the limo explosion. Yeah, they uh they added it a while back. They added all of two thousand seven. Yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm not surprised they added two thousand seven, but I am surprised yeah, that they yeah, added no, that. No, that no, episode. no, they, they added that one in. Yes. So. Okay. Because I I had to go and watch it, and as soon as I saw two thousand seven, I'm like, oh wow, I have to go see if they have that one episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we and uh, we can. Uh, I think we'll cover that one in like two weeks because, uh, of course, our next show will be the WrestleMania uh, review. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds like a good call. All right. So, um, let's get into WrestleMania three. Ben, what'd you think of this? You just saw this for the first time. So over overall in terms of entertainment value, I really um, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, it definitely it to me it felt bigger than WrestleMania one did. Well, the tagline uh, the the tagline uh, for WrestleMania three was bigger, better, badder. Yeah, and, and um, it it definitely was, and I was I was shocked by. Like how many people on the card died prematurely? Um, oh yeah! If you, did, if you did, actually did, go back and, did, and did go you through the matches, did you do a count of how many? Well, no, no, I didn't. But as 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 we go through it, I'm sure we can. Yeah, um, but we, I didn't. We I didn't. I didn't do an actual count while I was watching the show. No, well, um, we can do that. We can do that as we go through. Yeah, and one of the one of the things that I really enjoyed was the um, was the banter between uh, J- 
Jesse the Body Ventura and uh, Bobby the Brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought their chemistry was was excellent. Um, I thought I thought I thought Jesse Ventura got away with a couple um, with a couple of racist comments. Um, I believe, if I recall, uh, he said that the B in Coco Beware stood for buckwheat. Um, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Uh, that caught yeah. my attention. Yeah, but, um, but, but that, that was a little rascal's reference. The, yeah, but it, 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 could still, it could still be considered racist. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then because uh, I know the I know the movie for Little Rascals hadn't come out yet because that didn't come out till 1993. Right. The uh, the remake. Yeah. The one that, of course, I'm in, that I know. Um. <clears throat> uh, 1993 was not a good year for movies. Oh God, no. <laughs> I I don't think so. Um. But anyway, um. So let's um, let's start uh, down the line. I actually I actually have the now uh, the, now the the attendance that they said there were ninety three thousand. Um, that's not they they they, uh, they uh, I don't I don't think there were ninety three thousand. No, they, they made that there. they made that figure up. The real attendance record is on wrestlingdata.com listed at seventy eight thousand. And I you know I. I I, I guess they want to um to make the numbers sound more impressive, but like I I just I think that's dishonest advertising. I really do, and I I have an issue with that. Yeah, that's why on our wrestling data it uh, says the attendance was seventy eight thousand. So and on Wikipedia it even says that ninety three thousand is disputed. Yeah, well it was it. it it should be because that's not uh, that's not <laughs> true at all. Yeah. All right. So WrestleMania three from the front. Um, okay. Sorry. Go on. So from the Pontiac uh, Silverdome. Silverdome. Uh, not the Superdome. Not the Superdome. Was, was, uh, exactly. No, it was the Silver Dome. Uh, you sh- you should know you had the biggest match of your career there. You, uh, how does he confuse Superdome with Silver Dome? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. But when I when I saw that at WrestleMania 30, I damn near fell out of my chair. Just don't talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, hit, hit Stone Cold music and let's end the pain. <laughs> All right, um, now, anyway. now I have to tell you the, at this time WrestleMania was uh, so cool because the they they didn't start at seven p.m. like they do now. They started at four p.m. in the afternoon. But anyway, I noticed that because of um, because of the like the the backstage interview hub area mm-hmm. that they had. Yep, you know. And the mentions of like this afternoon and like later on we're gonna do this. Yep. So I thought that, I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah. But, and uh, and oh, uh, uh, I was I was just looking up uh, like sound clips the other day for this uh, 
episode, and I uh, was thinking that I saw a commercial for WrestleMania one. That one started at one p.m. in the afternoon. Oh Lord! I know, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, number two was the only one that was held on Monday night. Now I've I've heard. Once again, I confess, I did, I have not seen WrestleMania two. Um, but um, we 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 can we can, uh, we can review it one of these days. But I've heard that WrestleMania two is really bad. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Uh, I mean, we can review it if you want. If you want to do a review on that one as well one day. Um. Well, I'm to be honest with you, I'm I'm more interested in doing uh, six because that's that's oh. the next. Yeah, because to me that's the that's the next wrestle, like retro WrestleMania I want to see. All right, on to on to this show. We're going top to bottom, right? Uh, um. Well, the top of my sheet has the first match on it, so I guess we'll go. Yeah, you got the yeah. tag team match, right? Right, absolutely. All right. So we had the Can-Am Connection versus. The 2004 Hall of Fame inductee, Don Morocco, and Cowboy Bob Wharton, and they were accompanied by Mr. Fuji. Yep. Um, the KM connection consists of Tom Zank and Rick, the model, or the future model, excuse me, uh, Martel. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that that I that I noticed was it's it's just um, I don't know the match seemed like disconjointed for only being a six minute match. It I don't know it just it seemed to to uh, move kind of slow for me, and I was I was surprised by that considering we had. Uh, Don, Don Morocco and Bob Wharton in the match. Um, I think uh, they the focus on in this match was the split that came at the end of the match between Don Morocco and Bob Wharton. Well, um, well, yeah. I mean, that would that would make make sense. I could, because I'll tell you what. Before I saw that, I was shocked that. Like one the thing because me not having seen this before, me not having had seen this before, um, you know, when Don Morocco and Bob Wharton, I'm like, there's no way in hell that the the Canon connection is gonna win this match. But sure enough, um, I guess this was back when WWE was capable of being more creative. I don't know, um, but. Uh, I I guess for a, for a six minute match it it, it did it did its thing. I mean I I would have expected it to to uh, I would have expected it to be better cons- considering who was in it. But um I I guess no complaints. I guess they still had people filing in. Uh, and one of one of the things that I was very com- confused about is. Some of some of the matches seemed to have entrances and some of them did not. 
Did you uh did you notice that? I uh, noticed, yeah, I did notice that some of them uh, they came out on that little uh, cart that looks like a mini ring, and then some yeah, just which, uh, yeah. Like and for a lot of them, you couldn't hear the music hardly at all, uh, and like it was weird because. Like, for Andre the Giant, I could understand why he would need to come out on that thing. But um, for those that were physically able to get down there, it was like, why are you coming out on that little ring thing? You know, like, it, it, it was just kind of weird because I was trying to figure out, you know, is it part of a gimmick? Am I missing something? I was kind of confused. I think, no, I think, I think uh, that was just like... Uh like to make it like the entrances are more special and stand out more is why oh, they okay. did that like you know like in future yeah, i guess i i guess this was like you know in future wrestlemania is how they have like these uh big entrances like rusev coming out on that to tank or um or yeah. like all those other yeah i think this like, is uh this is what they were doing like musical yeah. performances yeah. Yeah, okay. this is what they were doing at this time. Yeah, yeah and, and considering that the Can-Am Connection won, um, I'm surprised that that they didn't do anything uh, with them really afterwards. But I guess I guess that's because uh, Tom Zink left the company, and then and then and then Tito. Uh, came in to to form uh, another tag team. I strike force, strike force. Yeah, that that's what I heard. Um, yeah. So uh, kind of kind of a weird what or what I felt was the cold open considering the introduction to the show. Um, but next up we had Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules. I can't stand and, um, this. I can't stand this guy. You know, I'm talking about Billy Jack Haynes. I just, I'm, I was never a big fan of this guy. Like in, in the ring, or are there other reasons you don't like him? No, just in the ring. Uh, I, I just, okay. uh, I was just never no, a fan. I was just curious. Yeah, I was just, I was just never a fan. We, yeah, we're good. Um, and then uh, what this. Full Nelson challenge was was interesting. I you know because you know when I started watching wrestling, and I mean consistently in terms of being able to actually understand what was going on, I started watching it. At, I would say like ninety one, ninety two, but I re- like I really started to understand it in ninety six. So like during that during that time like the the full Nelson was like a setup move so I, it was just like the f- the fact that this was like you know uh you know uh Chris Masters like master lock challenge in what in 1987 kind of threw me off ladies and gentlemen we're back and while my co-host steps aside I will uh, carry the torch for him, and we will continue with our review here. So uh, next up, after um, after the full Nelson challenge, 
uh, which uh, Hercules won. We now have a match uh, consisting of Hillbilly Jim, King Kong Bundy, and a bunch of midgets. Uh, this one threw me off uh, a lot. Uh, this was like a, a big show uh, Rey Mysterio match on, uh, on um, you know, some kind of drug because, you know, it's, it's just, to me, this came off as like hokey as could possibly be. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really feeling this one because you had a bunch of, you know, little people trying to, you know, double team these gargantuan individuals who it's like, if, if they get stepped on, they're freaking dead. Um, so yeah, this was actually the, the rating that this one was given was very kind. Uh, this went five minutes and went and got one and a half stars. I would have given it absolutely no stars whatsoever. Um, this one was a complete, uh, complete throwaway. Um, next up, and this one was really shocking to me. I was expecting a classic here. Ben? Um, yeah. Hold on. Um, our, our count starts actually uh, at, at the second match. Hercules is the first one that's no longer with us. Oh yeah! Oh yes! And actually, I I looked that up. Yeah, he died at um at forty six, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, you you were just covering the um <laughs> the mixed tag match with Little Beaver, Little Tokyo, etc. Yeah. Yeah, Little Beaver is no longer with us. Uh, I just you know I oh I didn't know he had died, but it's just. I was really thrown off by the, you know, uh, just the abundance of little people in this match. Yeah, there was, uh, he's gone, uh, Bundy's no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. well, I knew that. So. Yeah. Okay, so that, so far that's like three. Yeah, and, and trust me, the death toll will continue to rise. Um... You know, and like I said with this next match, I was I was really disappointed by this one because I was expecting a classic. Is this a um, loser? Is this a loser? Must bow match. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Junkyard Dog versus King Harley Race, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I was very very disappointed. Um. You know, they two, had like two, two more. Yeah. They had the um you know, the real racist overtones with the with the bowing and the you know it's just I would not have expected either one of these guys to be in a match like this. Yeah, I wasn't like, a fan of this match. So no. Um next up we had the Rougeau brothers. Uh, versus the Dream Team with Johnny Valiant and Dino Bravo. Uh, Dino Bravo, you can add him to the count because he's no longer with us. His, you, uh, you, sorry, go on. No, what what were you gonna say? Oh, no, I say uh, the the backstory on this one. 
this is a first of uh, stories I have for you on this show. Because um, the original Dream Team was Bruce Beefcake and um, Greg Valentine. Right. But then uh, they slowly started bringing Dino Bravo in and they started pushing Bruce Beefcake off to singles uh, action, to a singles career. So after this, you noticed how uh, Beef, uh, Valentine and Bravo and Johnny Valiant uh, walked off and left Beefcake by himself. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a start, and then we got the debut of the new Dream Team. And remind me, who who was the new Dream Team? Was that just Johnny, Dino, Dino uh, Bravo, Johnny Valiant? Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine, managed by Johnny Valiant. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and, um... The, I no, mean, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Did Dino Bravo have blonde hair here? Uh, yes, I think Okay, he okay, then he had already colored his hair then, because his original color is black. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually knew that. Um, but, um, you know, I, once again, I was, um, I was kind of confused by this match because I was expecting a tag team clinic, and I, I guess... I guess this being one of the earlier WrestleManias, it was just like very different, and it was focused less on wrestling and more entertainment. I guess um, I was kind of disappointed with that. Um, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think Brutus the Barber Beefcake works very well as, as a tweener. I think he kind of needed to be a heel all the time. Well, he wasn't Brutus. He wasn't the barber just yet at this time. At least not at the end of this match. Oh, I th I thought he was okay. No, no, he was okay. just he was just Brutus Beefcake. Uh, but the barber is going to come afterwards. Okay, well, apparently, apparently, my age is showing because I'm a little bit either ahead <laughs> or behind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching you stuff here. This is like a um, lesson. It's like a history lesson, Professor Canella. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> except, except, uh, unlike the majority of my schooling, this is actually a class I want to sit in. Um, next up, we had uh, Adrian Adonis for, with Jimmy Hart versus. Roddy Piper in a hair versus hair match, and this was actually uh, Roddy Piper's farewell match before he took uh, before he took two uh, two years off to begin an acting career. And you know the and you already know the backstory on this one. Yes, with the with the flower shop feuding with uh, Piper's pit, etc. Right. Yep. I, now, I, I actually did. That one I knew. Now, the, the, the ending of this, when Bruce Beefcake came down to help uh, Roddy Piper uh, cut Adrian Adonis' hair. Yeah. This is where we get Brutus the Barber Beefcake. After this is when he becomes known as the Barber. Okay, well, well and that's pro because it was a hair versus hair match, 
that's why I thought, you know, that once I saw uh, Brutus, Br Brutus come out, I, I figured he was already known as a barber. But also, but, you're okay. also, but uh, also you'd think that, well, why is he cutting Adrian Adonis's hair? What does he have to do with Adrian Adonis? Well, in a tag team match, uh, I, no, I believe it was either a, yeah, it was a tag match and um, on uh, one of the Saturday shows. Right. Bruce Beakley found himself in the wrong corner and Adrian Adonis thought it was their opponents accidentally cut Beefcake's hair, not knowing that what he was doing. So when Beefcake found that, that his hair was cut by Adrian Donis, that's when all this happened. And this, oh, is, okay. where, this is where you guys revenge on, the, on Adrian Donis. Well, that makes sense. And speaking of, uh, speaking of Adrian Adonis, we can add him to the list because he, um, he died like a year after this in a automobile accident. Um, I, the way the way that I understand it, he uh, he he drove his his car into a tree after somebody swerved him to avoid hitting a moose. The count is up to nine. Yeah, this is this is getting rather morbid, huh? Wow. Um, next up we have uh, we have the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis with Jimmy Hart versus the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. Before we get into this match, can I just ask how many? People were was Jimmy Hart managing at this time. Oh, he was managing a lot. It was um, him and Bobby Heenan were the top two managers with their uh, with their oh. with their huge stables, the Heenan family and uh, Jimmy Hart's Hart Foundation. It wasn't uh, the Hart Foundation wasn't just Jim Knight Hart and Bret Hart. It was like everyone that he managed was basically the like his foundation, the Hart for Jimmy Hart's foundation. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, like he, he had Danny Davis, Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, uh, Honky Tonk Man. At one point, he managed King Kong Bundy. Yeah, well, um, it, it's just, uh, it, it, was, it was interesting because I felt that, like, Jimmy Hart was out there for every match. It was either him or, or it was... Um, or it was Bobby Heenan. So yeah, they're, yeah just... they, were, they were the two top managers at that time. Well, I... I kind of, I kind of knew that it was just I was I was surprised at the yeah. sheer number of clients that that each had. No, I, I I love the story behind this match. I don't know if you know this if you uh, YouTube any of the this uh, story or if you look this up. Uh, no, go go ahead and go ahead and uh, tell me because I'm I'm very interested. So this actually this started um in 1986 on February 8th of 80 February 8th of 1986 and at the Boston Gardens Danny Davis was managed was a refereeing the championship match between Tito Santana and Randy Savage and so right. at, at at one point Danny Davis turned his back allowing Savage to hit Santana with brass knuckles to uh 
to pin him to become the new champion. The, the, you mean the new Intercontinental Champion? The new, the new Intercontinental Champion. And then that, um, so then after that, uh, guy like Jack Tunney, the president of the WBF at that time, he was watching Danny Davis's actions like closely, like when he would referee matches. So right. January, uh, January 26th of 87, it was uh, the British Bulldogs defending their tag team championships against the Hart Foundation. So before the match, I believe it was uh, Dynamite Kid gets uh, taken out. So Jimmy Hart hits him with a megaphone. He ends up like uh, on the on the outside near the stairs. And so Danny Davis is like over in the corner yelling at Dynamite Kid to get up and get back in the ring. And right. this this allows the Hart Foundation to double team Davy Boy Smith and uh, pin him to become the new champions. So after this, he gets suspended by Jack Tunney. He joins uh, Jimmy Hart's stable, and then he oh. he becomes a refer a, a wrestler. And this is where they where uh, this match uh, takes place. Why this where this match uh, takes place. I'll tell you what, this because, story, of, because, of, because of all of that that happened. The storytelling and the um and the booking seems much more cohesive from now, from now, um, hearing you talk. Now, uh, Danny D was prior to refereeing, he actually was a wrestler. I don't know if you ever heard of a wrestler named Mr. X. Yes, I I have. That was Is that him? him that was him under a mask, yes. Okay. So then around, around 95, he got his referee license back, and then, like, he was a good guy referee again. Ah, very good. Um, I'll tell you what, this is, uh, this is quite interesting hearing these backstories. Like, like I said, the, the booking seems so much more coherent than it is today. Um, cool. I, 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 I liked uh, I liked all the stories like behind these matches at this time. It was so fun. It, well, it certainly sounds like it. Um, let's see here. Next up, we had Coco, uh, Coco Beware versus Butch Reed. This match sucked. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, say yeah, you know what? This was a filler match. I didn't really care much for this match. The only thing I took from this is Butch Reed uh, coming over from the uh, NWA at the time. All right. Well, well, well and, then, yeah, and, and, and then he uh, he returned. Uh, he went back to WCW where he formed Doom with Ron Simmons. Oh, well, <laughs> good good for him. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather team with Ron Simmons than be in this match because this match yeah, sucked. Yeah. This one was uh, terrible. Uh, speak, but um, you know, but speaking of a classic, uh, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh my God. Okay. Do you know? Do you know? Okay. Oh, the story behind. Actually, first of all, before I get into that, you know that Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat went over every single thing. So every single thing that you saw in that match. They went over every step of everything you saw in that match. Well, and it, it, it came off that way because... That's how, I mean, Savage, that's, how, that's how Savage worked. 
it was that was just masterful. Yeah, I mean, I I had heard I had heard that Savage was very like paranoid and like wanted everything perfect. Yep. Um, but um, this this match was what I would call a masterclass of of wrestling psychology. From every angle, from from the the facial expressions of Miss Elizabeth and and George the Animal Steel, yep. who he really needed to wear a shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> when, when when they did that that over the shoulder shot uh, uh, from uh, George the Animal Steel, I'm like, oh my god. I must, I must shield my eyes. Uh, clearly, clearly, A Train got his got his uh, look from George the Animal Steel. Oh now, my god! Th- now there was a point in the match where George Steel pushed uh, Savage off the top rope, right? Yeah, because you know, he because he was going to use the belt, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's how. That's how. That's how the match. Started to end. That was like the climax. Story, of- story. Here we go. Okay. All right. So, um, Savage had already been the Arnold champion. It's now his next challenger was going to be Ricky Steamboat, and Savage was always like jealous of Steamboat. So, they they had a they had a championship match. On no, they had sorry, they had just a regular match. On the Saturday shows back in '87, right. And so the way this ended was, Savage knew that he was gonna lose, right? He saw that he was gonna lose the match, so he ran. He left the ring, grabbed the timekeeper's bell, and then he he drove it into Steamboat's throat, uh, putting him out of action for for a while. Then. Steamboat uh, made his return prior to WrestleMania 3, and this is uh, where Steamboat gets his shot at the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, so 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 that's why um, that's why uh, Savage was going after. That's the why he was, gonna, he, he was gonna he was gonna drive the go up to the top rope, take the bell, and drive it into Steamboat's throat again. Yeah, that's why he was working on the Lanternex yep. shot at the match. Yep. Okay, that made so that that's makes a, more that's sense. That's the story behind that match. Um. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just an absolute classic. I mean, just the the athleticism of uh, of Steamboat is just like wow. Yep. You know, I could watch that match over and over again. Um. The majority of the rest of them, I just, I just don't care. <laughs> I uh, and I, I know, I know that, I know that that sounds horrible, but it's just like, you know, you could, you could have made this WrestleMania around those two matches, and 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 or just with those two matches, and I would have been perfectly happy with that because the rest of it just came off as filler. Mm-hmm. Um, even even Jake Roberts versus the Honky Tonk Man, which, which was which was not a bad match at all. 
I but I was I was more entertained by Jake Roberts promos beforehand. And here's the story on this match. So we always talk about uh, double turns in wrestling. We talk about um, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, etc. Yeah. This is the very first uh, double turn prior to WrestleMania three. Honky Tonk Man was a guest on Jake's uh, Snake Pit. Jake Roberts at the time was the bad guy and Honky Tonk was a face who was asking fans to vote for him or like as the most popular, their, their most favorite superstar. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that segment, yeah. Right, and so he, um, everyone voted against him. So he got to get hooked up with Jimmy Hart. So he was a guest on Jake's uh, Snake Pit. And uh, the fans, for some reason, started cheering for Jake. So he asks Honky Tonk to leave. Honky Tonk walks out the front entrance, goes behind the set, and nails Jake in the back with the guitar. Which actually, that was a real guitar shot because uh, they didn't know that the guitar wasn't gimmicked. Uh, well, uh, I'm so I'm betting Jake got his bell wrong that night. He he did because I uh, did the guitar was supposed to be set up to like break, but it never did. That's why he, and Hong uh, Kong kept like smashing the guitar over him because it wasn't breaking. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Jake wasn't having fun with that one. So that is where you get your double turn. Jake is now the hero, and Hong Kong's the villain. And that leads up to this match. Well, yeah, and you know, any any time I get to see Damien, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. I just <laughs> uh, as, as I mean, I think this match could have been better if it if if it was like before Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, but yeah, um, maybe maybe at maybe at the time. Uh, the company didn't realize that that, that um, the IC title match would be such a classic, but just look, you know, looking back in hindsight, being twenty twenty, right? Uh, here and here's another match that I thought absolutely sucked. Uh, Nikolai Volkov and the and oh, the yeah. Iron, and the what are, what are Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik doing with Slick? Um. Prior to uh, prior to Slick, uh, he they were managed by Freddie Blassie. Freddie Blassie's all of, all of Freddie Blassie's guys transferred over to Slick. Well, well, this particular pairing didn't work with Slick. Yeah, no, this didn't work with Slick. But that's what, uh, well, for my, that's just uh, my thinking. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I'm thinking that all of Freddie Blassie's guys transferred over to Slick. Yeah, well, well, that. Uh, and we also saw the debut of Hacksaw Jim Duggan on this show. Yes, because he got pissed off at. Um, and Nikolai Volkov. Yep. Nikolai Volkov for singing the Russian anthem. Yep. And, uh, then, and, then, and then years later, he'd be teaming up with him as Stars and Stripes, Superstars and Stripes. Well, 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 how the wrestling world does turn. <laughs> Jesus. Very good. 
Um, oh no, sorry. He never teamed up with Volkov. My bad. That was uh, that was uh, something else. I think that was slaughter or something. I, one of those gonna, things. I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna say that, but okay. But um, <clears throat> oh good lord. Um, and then the main event, of course, which parts of this really made me say, "Good lord." Um, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Uh, can I just say, because because I am I am familiar with the with the backstory leading up to this. Yep. The backstory leading up to this was some of the best storytelling I can remember. Um, you know, just kind of like the slow uh, process of yep. of Andre getting pissed off at. You know Hulk Hogan getting more and more the uh, the attention. You know, and the um, trophy and, and using the trophies as like the props, like in the storyline. Right, because uh, because Hulk Hogan got such a such a bigger trophy. You know, and, and uh, I thought that was well played, but I. Not, having having not seen this match outside of of course the famous spot, um, you know I I really wasn't sure how this match was going to come off because Andre really couldn't move. Yeah, he um, was. Uh, if you notice, he was wearing a brace at the time. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. His back was like really bad at the time. That's why Hogan had such a such a. Uh, had trouble picking him up because his back was so bad at that time. You're saying Andre's back or Hogan's back? No, Andre's back because Hogan tried to uh, pick him up, but he couldn't, and like Andre just fell on top of him. Yeah, well, and that was um, I think that I th I actually think I could be wrong because I heard um, because I've always heard that you know. Um, Hogan tore his back when he when he when he slammed um, Andre, and that could have been that, and that was true, obviously. But I think I think the damage started to be done when when Andre fell on him because that just looked absolutely agonizing. Yeah, but but you see, I see how he was like walking. See how he had to ride to the ring, but you see how yeah. he was also moving. He was already yeah, he, he was already having problems. Like, because when he was, when he would Irish whip Hogan into the corner, and then he couldn't follow up on it, it was just, yep. it was, it, it was painful for me to watch, because you could just see the pain that he was in. Yep. Um, but, um, but, you know, just in terms of, I think the storytelling sold this match more than the actual work. Mm-hmm. Because if you really, I mean, if you really um, look at the work, it just wasn't there from from Andre's perspective because he just couldn't, um, you know. And and but one of the, one of the things that uh, was like shocking to me was when was when Hogan went to expose the uh, the wood after um, Andre missed the. The headbutt man went into the post, and I'm like, you know, there's no way he's gonna be able to fucking back or backdrop or pile drive Andre onto the wood. And I'm like, 
how is this attempt gonna go? And I'm like, sure enough, it didn't go. Um, of course, because he's 500 plus pounds. That's not gonna work. Uh, yeah, gravity's not your friend there, my Hogan. You might want to rethink that strategy. Um, but uh, you know, so I think I think rating the match four stars um, was a little bit generous. Sorry, who, 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 who rated the match four stars? Well, the um, the site that I'm looking at, which is well, uh, is it four one one? No, no. It is this? I've, I've kind of stopped doing that because 411 just kind of makes me laugh. This is Bleacher Report. Oh. And I, I, th- I think they're being, they're being a little bit uh, too generous. Okay, this isn't a four-star match. I wouldn't say four-star. Come on. Uh, no, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. But, but they did get the best and worst match right, I thought. They said the best match was Randy Savage and Steamboat, obviously, and the worst match was Butch Reed and Coco Beware. <laughs> I, That's terrible. Get out. Uh, yeah, well, I, oh, and I, I said the same thing about the Harley Race Junkyard Dog match. Um, well, to myself. Right. So that that ends our review, and overall, the the grade that this was given was A. Once again, I think that's being generous. So this uh, is your first time watching it. What are you gonna give it? I would give it a I would give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, in terms of entertainment value, um, I was I was disappointed from the quality of wrestling outside of um, outside of. Um, Steamboat and Savage, um, but I can I can understand why this is this is looked back on so fondly because it was literally the biggest match in professional wrestling. So from and because of all the backstories that I just told you, <laughs> right? Exactly, um, and like the the some of the finishes were very disappointing. Uh, such such as um, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus um, versus the Killer Bees. That ending was fucking terrible. Um, yeah. You know, I I just have, have no idea. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't have even involved Jim Duggan with it because it just kind of dragged the whole match. I thought, um, but you know, in, in terms of its historical value and its its storytelling, um, with the marquee matches, I I agree, I agree that this one should have been given legendary status. It's just the quality of the wrestling, by and large, I don't think was there. Okay. So that that would be my my review. All right. Cool. So that is our retro look at WrestleMania 3 from the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan. Yes, ben, and, and we will... Ben, tell, and, the, tell the fans what we have next lined up next week. 
and in two weeks from now. Yes. Um, so next week uh, on Sunday will be our um, our uh, WrestleMania 36 review. Uh. I can I, <laughs> I can I can virtually guarantee you. Actually, there is no virtual because I can guarantee that our take will be drastically more entertaining than WrestleMania 36 itself. I have to apologize to the fans overall because I think we're just, I think we're in store for an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know why this WrestleMania is taking place. Um, you know, from, from a money perspective, I get it, and that's all Vince cares about, really. And, you know, legally, he might have been obligated to do it. Um, but I just, I, well, I, 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 would, I would have a different take on that. I think uh, we're we're still getting this. Right. I think it's good that we're still getting it because all everything else is all shut down. So that in in that way it's good, but in, in another way this is going to just be a not a very good show. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, what was, remind me, what was the other thing we had lined up? Uh, well, originally we said WrestleMania 25, but I believe off the air you were uh, telling me uh, that you wanted to take a look at WrestleMania 6. Oh, yes. And, and we'll, we'll do that, and then, and then we'll also do um, WrestleMania 25, and then the following week we can do um, WrestleMania um, 26. Okay, and I'll tell you a story next week about uh, around, uh, surrounding WrestleMania 6. You get, you're going to laugh. It's hilarious. Cool. Um, well, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, um, and uh, thanks for tuning in to our uh, WrestleMania retrospective. Um, hopefully, we can entertain you more than WWE television. Um, and as uh, um, I actually looked this up, Elio, they have... Uh, WWE has three weeks of television in in the in the can, what? Uh, but but then after um after the night after WrestleMania they don't have any more. So I think uh, I think that's when we're really gonna have to get uh, extra creative yeah. as to uh, as to the content. You of know our you shows. know what you know what I do I have ideas in, uh, lined up then in that case. For Very like good. Few, we can review like Survivor Series uh, pay-per-views. We can review some Summer Slams, some Absolute, Royal Rumbles. Absolutely. And um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. So thank you for spending part of your quarantine with us, and um, and hopefully you you all are staying very safe and responsible during this time. And uh, we'll see you uh, next Sunday for our WrestleMania 36 review. God help us. I know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>